Yeah. Hello, everybody. It's been a while. Hello. Hello. Um, you've been working your um, money paying gig. Um, I've been writing a book, falling apart, mostly having a nervous breakdown, not really writing. But we haven't meant to neglect you. We haven't meant to neglect you guys. We just have been doing other things, and also just kind of waiting for uh, you and I to catch up on a show together. Um, and then I just, for some st- strange reason, one early morning started playing the second season of The Good Place. But you had already watched the first season. I had, oh, but okay. I had watched it in the background when I was writing because I'll do that sometimes. I'll turn something on, and I, I will confess, you know, when it comes to networky kind of shows, a lot of times I'll just throw them on in the background because they're light fair and I don't have to pay attention to them. It's just kind of a noise in the room. For some reason, I don't know why I do that. I think music would be less distracting, but. There was just this buzz around good people, uh, the good place, and I'm like, what did I did I miss something? I mean, I love Kristen Bell. It's probably the reason I tuned in in the first place. But then I started watching uh, season two, episode one, and I was like, wait a minute, this is actually a really good show. And again, like it's a network show. I'm that asshole. I don't really put a whole lot of thought into network shows i do watch this is us i think it's a it's a fun little show it's it's my little it's my treat you know every every episode is a finale kind of thing it's a feel-good show and sometimes you know especially with shit going on right now uh, in the political world sometimes i just need to go oh well i think we both to some degree you know take a if it's on the major networks you know that is already like a um a strike one or a red flag. It's like you're going out on a date and he's like, can you pick me up? It's like, it's a red flag. So, so that's what you think that networks are, shows are kind of well, like, I'm just, I'm just, it's like, you know, a, it's already a thing that I probably won't like it yeah. just because there's more of them on there that I don't than I do. Yeah. But every once in a while you get, you know, something like this. Right. Well, I loved Parks and Recs and I didn't realize this, this was the same guy from Parks and Recs. He was a writer on the office. Uh, I like Michael Schur's sense of humor. Um, I don't think I kept up with Parks and Recs all the way to the end, so I need to circle back around. But, you know, I've been busy. There's a lot of there's a lot of streaming. Everybody's talking about it. I mean, there's a lot of shit out there that is really, really good. Yeah. People are just now getting to, like, you know. Well, like like Parks and Recs, for example, I think we watched, at least I did with you, the first season or maybe two seasons. I think we watched at least three, yeah. And then it just, there was just other stuff going on. Yeah. And it was, you know, that's buying for my time and that's yeah. when I'm going to spend my time watching other so, things. So I'm defending myself a little bit, but, you know, I got to start paying attention. NBC is kind of on fire uh, with some good properties. And I don't know. I. I'm glad we we circled back around, went to season one. Yeah, we watched it in what? We watched it in about a day and a half, season one and two. And we were like, because you know what it is? You could take these same kind of jokes, although I think these jokes are very well tuned. But you could take sort of the neighborhood of these jokes, put them on another show with a different director and different cast. And I'm like, oh, it's that show. I'm not going to watch that. There's a lot of that out there. That's what we're talking about. This is these writers, this creator, these actors. That's 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 the combination you want, and the premise is is kind of cute and cool. I mean, it kind of gives you something to think about. I love I love this kind of stuff too. I love 
you know, the afterlife and post-apocalyptic sci-fi kind of, and the fact that they do this kind of fantasy sci-fi thing with a sitcom with Kristen Bell and Ted Danson was like, okay, that's a weird, strange flavor of ice cream that I'll try. And I'm glad we did. Because we love Manny Jacinto specifically. He is my favorite character on the show. <laughs> Who plays Jason Mendoza. Formerly Janyu. Why do they keep on calling me Thai? Like, I'm from Taiwan. I'm from the Philippines. <laughs> I'm Filipino. I'm Filipino. That's kind of racist. Uh, everything that comes out of his mouth, you can just tell that the writers just have this great time. On one hand, making fun of everything Florida while also doing just this loving shout out to Florida. Uh, I don't, I haven't read anything about Blake Bortles' um, response to the show's kind of like, he's the worst, but his, you know, Jason loves him. You said they, you said they, they gave him a ticket. They invited him to a Jaguars game and then he won. I need to go see the tape of that. I'm sure that's fantastic, but he's like my new favorite thing. Is he in like in real life? Is he from Florida? I don't think so. Like, no, I don't think he is. Uh, but you know, he's he's this awesome guy that I I love this character. I love what he's created here, and I don't yeah. know how much he had to do with that um, creation of that, but he's awesome. Where, where is he from? You need to look that up. I'll I'll talk while you look up things this time because I'm a good filler. Um, I like the four characters. Well, actually, five if you count, you know, obviously Ted Danson, who plays Michael, who's the architect of The Good Place. And again, if you haven't caught up on The Good Place, please stop listening now. There will be spoilers. It is in the tag of the show. It's in the description, so I hope you saw that. We'll be talking about the big reveal from Season 1 and what they're doing in Season 2. So this is for everyone who's caught up. Where is he from? He's, he's from Manila, and yeah. um, he's Canadian. Right, he so grew up in Canada. Grew up in Canada, yeah. But for some reason, like, you know, this show likes to take dumps on things that they're making very specific choices on what they think is the worst. And I tend to agree with a lot of them. Florida's an easy one to pick on. Uh, I don't know Jacksonville, Florida, but I just, I they, love. They pick on Arizona, too. They pick on Arizona as well, because that's where. Um, Eleanor's from. Eleanor Shellstrop's from, and she's like this turd. So they're going after that. They're going after, like, Fred Durst. They're going, you know, Limp Biscuit jokes and Kid Rock and. Uh, just a bunch of people that, you know, kind of have reputations for, I don't know, uh, being over there. It's definitely it's definitely that left-wing liberal take on what is not good. Yeah, well, I mean, and also, like, and even just, like, uh, um, like uh, sort of uh, parts of society, like, um, what's her name? The, the upper, uh, the party planner. Tahani. Yeah. And this whole, like, you're just completely... You're making vapid. fun of those douchebags, too. The, yeah. yeah, this sort of upper-crusty London... And her sister, you know, most Camilla. likely to be uh, Banksy. <laughs> most likely to be Banksy. Let's run through this cast, though. So Kristen Bell is Eleanor Shellstrop. you got William Jackson Harper is Chidi Anagonye. Did I say it right? Ariana Grande. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamila Jamil um, is Tahani Al-Jamil and... Darcy uh, Carden is Janet. Love her. She's my second favorite character yeah, on the she's, show. she's funny. Uh, Manny Jacinto is Jason Mendoza. Ted Danson, legend all round, is Michael. And um, I, then there's the rest of the cast, all these wonderful uh, recurring characters that come back around who are freaking amazing. Um, 
So it's it's got a good cast. It's got a really tight script. It's directed very well. And then when I saw, when I was paying attention watching season two, I see Megan Amram's name there. And I'm like, oh, hail to the yes. I'm going to watch this show just because of Megan alone. Um, bought, started following Megan on Twitter years ago. And she's blowing up. She's uh, all around town now. And having her imprint on this, I think her and the other writers, these writers have been sort of tracking with what they're doing. They have, they have a really good team. And their directors know what they're doing. They're kind of handing that around to a bunch of different directors who've taken this show in some really fun directions. Every So they're not using the standard um, people, their go-to people. To, I mean, I don't to write know. And direct these things. Is it? Is it maybe sort of like? I feel like they're new, but I, I, I feel like these people, like you know, obviously they've worked on Parks and Recs. A lot of these people come from that universe, from Schur's uh, other stuff. But I feel like these these voices are fresh to me. Yeah, it's not like a, a you know, because I don't watch a lot of sitcom. It's not like a a Friends type of comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean. Although they do talk about Friends, they do dump on that a little bit, don't they? Where Mike? Well, they don't dump on it. Michael oh. actually, you know. They do a lovely shout out oh, to yeah, it, that's right. but they do make some very uh, definitive, like I said, statements about what they think sucks on this show, uh, like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, yeah. you know, vanity plates, uh, people who cook fish in microwaves, take their socks and their shoes off on commercial airlines, you know. Have, pl- have what, uh, paid to, s- to listen to Limp Biscuit or something like that? Paid to, have paid to oh, see chili these, peppers. these Southern California rock <laughs> jazz combo. Whatever he calls it, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and of course uh, Jason has does all of these things. <laughs> so he's our redeemable, lovable guy, yeah. and he's from Florida. So they're tripling, quadrupling down on um, Jason, and he's he's wonderful. He's like the kindest guy in the group, uh, and the most thoughtful. And kind of boils down a relationship between a lot of people with like, I'm really sweet to you, and you're really mean to me. Yeah. And the fact that he falls in love with Janet, who is. Not a girl, not even a robot, but is basically what a hologram, a mainframe yeah. uh, of the universe. And, and, and I love that they give that's his love interest. He falls in with he falls in love with the smartest being in the universe. And somehow she's OK with that. That's Darcy Carden, who's amazing as um, Janet. I like where we went. Season one. Eleanor in the pilot, we find out that she she's like, oh, my God, I don't know how they got this wrong, but I'm in the good place. I'm in heaven and I don't belong here. And Chidi, they're all assigned soulmates. Her soulmate, who's an ethics professor on He Was Alive, she asked him to help cover for her. And there's all this ensuing wackiness. Now, I have to say the first two episodes when there was the ensuing wackiness I was like, oh, okay, it's one of those shows. It's a cute little Kristen Bell thing. And um, upon close inspection, the second time of watching, there's kind of like this ironic kind of darkness to it. Yeah. As it unfolds. And that's the genius of this show. Well, like with with, when my first – well, I only watched season one once, but – I I really enjoyed it. And I was like, okay, where – it got to the end of season one. I'm like – Okay, so what are they going to do with this then? Yeah, because they all all find out. There's the big spoiler reveal from season one that they were – all this time they were in the bad place. But they're in a version of the bad place of hell designed by um, Michael, Michael, the architect, who wants a shot at creating his own neighborhood. He finally, after 200 years of working as, you know, 
just in the 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 bad place admin office, he finally is allowed to, as an architect, step into a world and create his own neighborhood. And it backfires on him when Eleanor figures this out. So season two is funny because this is where the show, I think, got even more clever. That because it gets thwarted, he tries all these different ways to prevent them from figuring it out. And yeah. Eleanor's And it's always destined for them to figure it and out. And she figures it out in like 15 minutes. Sometimes it's two weeks. Sometimes at one point, Jason figures it out. Yeah, he's and like, he's <laughs> like, this is a low point. <laughs> Jason figured it out. So like on 800 and the fourth try. The 800s, yeah. He just does, he decides not to wipe their brains because one of the minions in the in the town, we have all the town's players are played by these demons are wearing human form. And they had jobs back in hell like body twister and penis flattener and all these kinds of things. They're going along as playing like these friendly community things who are torturing these people psychologically over their fears, right? So Vicky has an uprising, her and the employees, and they say, look, if you don't let us do our stuff we want to do in the neighborhood, we're going to rat you out to your middle manager boss, Sean. And so then Michael has to get in league with our four human beings who are being tortured. That was the that was the only part of it that I had a little problem with, that I just was like, it wasn't, I thought it was a little, the way they played Vicky, um, because she had concocted this plan to um, usurp Michael's authority. Mm -hmm. And then she's sitting at the desk with her two minion friends. Right. And they come up with these really stupid sort of like, it seemed like it was Donald Trump behind the desk saying, (laughs) and I was like, how did this, uh, how did she, she's supposed to be smarter than that. I thought she would, you know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I still I I bought Vicky's story because basically they have a couple of jokes about Vicky. Vicky wants her character to have more depth, like she did in you know the last, yeah, the first iteration, the, the real element. I don't really know who this Vicky person is, and it's like a needy actor wanting more for their character after they, you know, and you bump them down from the season of having a huge part. And now, um, I think what I believed it. Um, I just thought it was odd. I thought she was going to be a little bit more smarter than that. Oh, but a little maybe, more evil. Yeah, but maybe. Well, I kind of like the know. fact that it turned out to not be that way, that she was just, just some demon with a just, lack of like, ideas. Really dumb. And it sort of showcases that Michael is is kind of trying to think outside the terror box. Yeah. But I, I really was kind of confused that she was taking over his desk, and then the next thing you know, he's in he's his behind, office. Yeah, exactly. I think we, that I think was we said little... there was a little bit. At a show that's very clever, it, that seemed like a clunky move. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely and either I, give Vicky her own office or put Michael like having to work out of the back of one of the yogurt shops. Or give him, you know, give him the little desk next to the big desk, right? You know, just something. He's you working know. in the lobby under the. Everything's fine, you yeah. know. Whatever. That was just a little bit of a. That was a little. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the whole the, the whole way but that hey, was played. I can't I nitpick. Clunky. If I was sitting in that writer's oh, room, yeah. I would just be crapping in my hand and throwing it against the wall. Exactly. I'm not this clever at all. I, exactly. I'm not. I'm not shitting or, or anything on it. But yeah. I just like. It was it's like, jarring it, when you it have something little, yeah. going so well as the yeah. show. It, yeah, the little the little bumps in the road. You're like, Ew. I would have not even noticed this on a clunky show. Well, I wouldn't be watching that show. Yeah, yeah, would have never noticed it because I would have never seen it. So this, yeah, it, it, it might have its little flaws. I don't know, but I I really enjoy it. Uh, do you know what was really funny too? Is like towards the like maybe it was um, it was definitely in the second season I started noticing this. Was that and, and I, I don't know if it was intentional, but part of the edit, the way it was cut, 
like someone would say something, and usually it was Jason who said something, and then they had another character in the shot, and there was just a brief sort of uh, reaction, kind of like it was like when you break. Yeah. You know, and but it wasn't like obvious, but I was like, that was kind of funny. They they sort of yeah. chuckled. I get the feeling that Manny um, doesn't break. And everyone around him just can't hang on to yeah. it. He's so committed. Manny is in there. Like, he's, I don't think he breaks. And everybody else is like, oh my God, he just said that seamlessly. And <laughs> like you got to hang on to it. Like the Pikachu? Yes. He gets a balloon. You know, what is it? Tahani gets a huge diamond and he gets a Pikachu balloon. And Eleanor gets like a shrimp machine. Yeah, and he pops. He goes, well, it was fun though. <laughs> His just unbridled joy is what makes that character just so. I mean, on another show, maybe in another era, that character wouldn't work. But he's kind of what we need right now in the world. Yeah, just I mean, this uh, unbridled, on another, on another show, on even in today with, with another, another director, actor, another different actors. I think it's Manny that's it, doing yeah. this. Manny is just his face. You know, he does this thing for me that's very confusing. He's like super hot and then somehow very childlike at the same time, which makes me feel very conflicted about thinking he's hot. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so. it's, it's like he's conflicted about his, uh, what is it, um, his poster. <laughs> right, Ariana Grande. Uh, yeah. He wants to be related to her and then married to her at the same time. Yeah, yeah. there's a whole lot of wrong going on with, uh, with his character. And a lot of, so much of it is so right. So we end up in season two. Okay, so uh, Michael's made a deal. Like, I will, I'll work with you guys. I'll keep you from going to the real, real bad place. We'll just, you just pretend to be tortured in front of Vicky and her minions. And then at night you guys can do your, your ethics class. And then ultimately, if you help me like get a win on this, because Sean thinks they're in their second iteration yeah. of the world when they're really on like 805 or whatever it is. So if you'll help me play along. So, cause he gets, if he gets caught, not, working out because headquarters has always thought that this was going to be a dumb project. They always thought the good place would just, it was going to fail. They're like the old fashioned torture, like butthole spiders and stuff like that. They're like, you know, if Michael gets caught out, he gets submitted to what is it called? The unrelenting shriek or whatever yeah, it is. They're going to retire him. Retirement. And retirement. Like you get your body scooped cut into pieces, your soul like, scooped out yeah. and then your parts burn on different suns. That's definitely a Megan Amram joke. It has to be. It's got to be her. Um, she would think of something dark and twisted and kind of elaborate and hilarious like that. But if that belongs to another writer, I apologize. So, yeah. So, they're, they're making this deal. And then the jig starts to uh, be up when we find out that Janet, who later has married um, Jason in an iteration of the world – that she doesn't like it when Jason hooks up with Tiani and she starts kind of falling apart. She starts glitching. Starts glitching yeah. and, and threatens to sort of suck this whole universe into a black hole. So we have a lot of problems like that. And we also find out in one of the incarnations that Chidi and Eleanor have gotten together. And we all kind of land in different places at the end of this emotionally. Not doing a recap show. You guys should watch it to see where we landed. You'd be listening to this if you've already watched yeah. it. So my thoughts are I liked how they ended season two or it just flowing into a season three where yeah. Michael finally admits that he doesn't know how to get to the actual good place because that was part of the deal. 
I'll help you get to the good place. He doesn't know how to get there. He's just trying to buy time and figure it out. Which right. I believed him. I did too. I thought he, he said, to the number, I have tried this many times. Right. So he does have like a, a sort of a last-ditch plan to sneak through the dark place and to get to a judge in front of a judge, Maya Rudolph. I love her in anything. Um, and they do. And they realize that they can't really kind of – the laws sort of forbid them from – Getting sent to the good place in the way that they were trying to do it. And then I feel like now we're in like the finale and we're watching Eleanor back on Earth. She doesn't get killed in the parking lot by the the male enhancement truck. She does try to do something with her life. She tries to turn herself around, and then she gives it six months, and she kind of gives up hope. Yeah, what they did was they sent everybody back. Now, did they, though? Because, I, I mean, obviously, season three, we're going to – Chidi is alive because he's living to be the ethics professor yeah. that she goes to see, right? I think so because because uh, the judge was like, we can't do this. And then Michael was just like, it's only four people. No one will know. Right. We can. Well, there's millions of billions of people in the world. Let's try to give this a shot. So send them. Are they sending them back or are they putting them in a simulation? You take it that they actually went back to Earth and didn't die. Well, yeah. Because, they, I mean, it's not a if, simulation. if it was a simulation, it wouldn't have been – it would have been like you know, like the test that they all had to take. Well, there's the test, but there's it also have been a big deal. Well, I mean, if you look about what happened with Chidi in the trolley car test, right? So he puts him in the thing, and he goes, "Look, here's a real life thing. There's no. five guys, and then there's this guy, and there's you know all those times, and then he himself says, "Oh, I get the trolley car uh, thing myself. Michael does. I'm sacrificing yeah. myself. You can make the, all of those people live if you kill yourself, right? Does he? Is it a simulation? And I, I don't think. It, I think they send them back. You think they actually yeah. send them back? I mean, I think it's cooler if they're actually on the earth and they don't die. But then, well, but then, yeah, then you. you but ha- then they're just alive. But then it affects everybody. It affects the whole. It affects everything. They because, could be alive yeah. for the next twenty years. Yeah. Maybe so I feel like simulation. it's a simulation. I feel like they get sent back and they get a chance, a shot. That'll be interesting because season three, like, do you kill them so you can bring them back to this courtroom so they can go on to the good place? There's so many ways you could write that, I guess. I like that now this little, what I thought was a little popcorn network show has got all this depth and and, uh, brevity. I mean, um, it's deep, yo. That's what I'm trying to say. What do you think? Personally, what do you think the shelf life on this? How many seasons do you think they can go with Well, I mean, with this writing team and the way they're going at it, season two being even stronger to me than season one, if you keep at it and you take the time to to craft your characters and everybody's – I think this cast is there for it. You can feel that amongst the cast. They really care for each other. Um, Everybody's turning in their best performances. If you have that – and the material's fresh. The direction is going in unexpected kind of cool places. Or even if they're predictable, they're, it's fun to watch. I mean, you can do you can do five seasons of this. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, five. You could do. I mean, they did Parks and Recs for, what, six, seven? I don't think it ever got, like, blah. Of course, I, didn't, I wasn't really around for the past couple of years, so I don't know if it did. But I think they, they kind of stayed consistent and went out on a high note. It can, you can do it. They've done it. They did it on Seinfeld. They've done it on many shows like that where they didn't have a slump. They just did comedy, 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 done. Everybody needs to go do something else. So I think this one's got 
it's got all the the right ingredients, and I enjoyed it. It was fun. I mean, it was like when we finished, we got to the end of season two. It was like, oh, you I ha- know, you had that feeling of it like, was a bummer. Oh man, yeah. there's nothing next. I wanted to live in this space with these characters. I mean, what these shows. You know, we've talked about this before. If I had like a crazy hardcore day job, you know, like I've had in the past where it's just soul eating, you want to come home and you watch, you want to watch Gilmore Girls. You want to, you want to watch Supernatural. You want to watch, you know, whatever. Not to say that those shows suck or they're shallow. They're just, you don't have to turn your brain on as much. At least not for me. They're fun. And this is one of those shows where I'm like, oh. I was having like a really hard day, but just as someone who's finally, you know, doing what they want to do for a living and, and living their, their gig for the most part. Um, I like it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to eat the ice cream, but this is enjoyable ice cream or I'm sorry, frozen yogurt. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's more than frozen. I mean, cause it's, I think it's quick. It's really it's quick. Very quick. It's and, very enjoyable. And then so, like the jokes and some of the, the subtleties are. You know, it's not just – it's a little deeper than, yeah. you know, Gilmore Girls, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it depends. It depends, on, I guess, on who you are. Yeah. For me, and I guess we're not, at, we're not interviewing all the people of the world, I, I don't have to pick and choose because I can watch all of those shows. But for right now, like, I like the, the warmth that I get from this show. I think you can take these characters into many worlds. They don't have to live in the good place. You know, like you don't have to stay in Stars Hollow. You can go to other places with these characters, which they did. They took them there. Uh, and then there's just some really, really funny shit in there. Like I love the whole museum of like what lesser horrors. Yeah. It's like the person who took the first dick pic. Um, the first woman who flossed in an open plan um, <laughs> room. The first white guy to have dreads. And there's also a lot of like – Cultural jokes. I think some of them have been tone deaf. I think some sometimes I'm like, oh, this is. Um, I don't think it's. I, I think they do have some people of uh, color in the writers' room, which is nice to know. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, which white guy wrote that joke? You know. But um, overall, it's it's very clever. Yeah. For where it lives, it's pretty damn edgy. Yeah, it is. Like Parks and Rex was. Yeah. Like I said, like every, every once in a while you'll get Yeah. Um and I I think, you know it's I don't know if it, it tends to be on the comedy side. Um Yeah, because I don't I would not be able to even know the context of that because I don't watch network dramas. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like uh, I you know I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't even watch some cable dramas. Yeah. I mean just you know, it could be that I'm a certain age too. Maybe when I was like, I think if I was 13, 15, 17, 18, and I could watch certain networks, I'd be like totally down. But I, you know, I'm from Buffy the Vampire Slayer on television world. I can't go back to that trough and go, these are amazing characters because they're not to me. Yeah. I'm not going to call out any shows on that, but. But if I was 17, 18 right now, fuck yeah. That'd be my Buffy. That'd be my, you know, whatever my thing was. You know, got to move on. Got to watch what you watch. You know. I still love me some Riverdale. I'll still stop down. I don't think I fully, you know, appreciate it. But it's not a terrible show. It's, it's fun. Um, 
yeah, so it's a good place. I can't wait for season three. I don't know when these – this just ended February 2nd. So they just wrapped season two. Right. So I don't know what their shooting schedule has been on this. So what? The, sh- the show first – let me look this up on the IMDb's. It first came on in 2016, obviously. When did it come out? The first one aired on September 19th, 2016. Okay, so. And when did the second season air, Lisa? Uh, The second season started airing in January. Right? 2017? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, September 20th. So they come back in September. Okay. So that's not a too that's not too long to wait. In the fall. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it'll be uh it'll be September. That'll be good. You can do that. Something to wait for. Something to and all the shows are now getting staggered. Aren't you like glad that there's no like it used to be when it was just network and a couple of cable channels, you had this big wasteland of what? There was fall T V and then what the beginning of the year was like just football stuff or the summer slump. I think it was a summer slump. Baseball all summer long. Yeah, that's sports and stuff. But it's just like television, you just your shows would just there'd be nothing. That's why you'd have to go outside and play and get fresh air. Now it's like, oh, we're all going to die in our living rooms, curled up in front of our laptops. So I'm kind of glad that there's things just sort of coming at us. But when you're doing like this kind of podcast – there's a lot. Like, we're talking about watching Dark, but we have to watch that thing together. Yeah. And it is 2017. Hey, I don't give a shit. Mindhunter, we're going to do Mindhunter, and we're going to do Dark. We're going to talk about those shows um, episode by episode, I think. Or at least, you know, in big chunks. Well, is, is Mindhunter going to come out in tw- 2017? I think uh, 2018. 2000. Uh, oh, it's 2018 right now. Yeah. It is. Hey, welcome yeah. to the party, Ian. But like, but like uh, Westworld is not until 2019. Right. Uh Game of Thrones is not till 2019. Right. I don't know when Mindhunter is coming back. So, I, the the kind of the thing about these shows is it'll 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 happen when it's supposed to happen. I don't think they're going to do Rick and Morty like a year and a half, two years from now. Um, but like Mr. Robot, word on the street is they'll start production in November of this year. Yeah, so we probably won't even see season 3 until maybe 2019. I don't know. That's the word on the street right now that may change. Sam is putting that together. He's got a lot of irons in the fire. Um so I don't know. I mean, I think shows are like we won't come back until it's good. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um we're just going to have to find other stuff to watch. Absolutely. And there's a shit ton out there, but like I said, you know, you and I when we cuz we do the podcast together, we have to watch something together. And some shows are really hard to, like, go back and re-binge after you've seen the first season of them. I think Victoria is hard for me to go back with you and watch again, you know? It's not like The Crown. It is like The Crown, but The Crown is hard to, like, sec- to second binge watch. It's very – it's good, but it's kind of it's, – it's not even heavy. It's just dense for me. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, Mindhunter is kind of easy to get through again. And uh, Dark, I don't even know what it is, so I'm excited to see something afresh with you. That's always fun. But I tend to, like, buzz ahead and go. Or I'll be the recon uh, man and go, 
hey, I started watching the show. It doesn't suck. That's what I did with Mindhunter. We did two episodes in, and I was like, oh, my yeah. God. I have to stop watching this right now. I might have even been the pilot. So, yeah. So, we don't know what – what's. We'll, we'll come back with something. I can't yeah. really even tease it. It's – it's going to be something that's probably dark as hell and involves murdering, murder, murder. But it was nice to to take a break from like Black Mirror and The Crown and Mr. Robot and Game of Thrones and, and to spend some time with The Good Place, which while pondering, you know, philosophy and death and life and, and it really does ponder the meaning of our existence. Yeah. While making some Jacksonville Jaguar jokes and, uh, you know, jalapeno popper jokes and barfing jokes and basically anything that Jason says. Guy is hilarious. He's hilarious. The writing is hilarious. I mean, like, I hope that, that this guy launches. The whole cast is amazing. And he's Filipino. And he's Filipino. Holla. I know you are appreciating the jokes, the fact that he's Filipino. There's Transformer jokes in there. Oh, the Ozpark? Like the Ozpark? Right. There was something else that I was like. Optimus Prime? Totally. Shotgun. Shotgun. There was something else that he did that you were just like, this is like, oh my God, Ian, he's going to love this. So many things you have in common with Jason. Other than, well, you know, you're intelligent, but uh, yeah, he's just a lovable guy. It's pretty, it's, his character is pretty funny. Um... We'll be back soon. We don't know. We know we'll be back relatively soon. But we've been missing you guys. We wanted to jump in with this uh, podcast. If you have any thoughts about what you think we should be watching, let us know. Uh, we're willing to snap up 20 minutes of an episode you think's worth time. Oh, do you know what's probably coming back soon is The Americans. That's oh, yeah. Come back soon. Yeah. It's been a while. And I love then that Better show. Call Saul will probably be up See? soon, too. So much so good. There we go. So much good. Looking forward to that. That's some good stuff coming down the pike. So yeah, that's uh I just can't get my brain to think of like what's coming out. I just know that I, I have to keep a almost a matrix of We've gotta have like a a, a flow chart on, we on, should. A, on a board. We should in the living room. We should. <laughs> and go this step next and just sort of rank they them could from move things around like right. a risk board or something. I already have it on uh, I can just share my uh thing with you. I have a, a list, a shared list. I should just put your name on there. Shows that we need to watch. So, but you want it done in like you want it done in the kind of must needs what's urgent to watch. Yeah, it's like it's. I'll think about it. Maybe you line it up as far as like um, the year, and then you have like your little Velcro things, and you can magnets. You're so funny. Yes, please go do that. You work that out. That would be cool. Okay, so that would that'd be great, and we we'll take a picture of that and put it up on our social media. That's hilarious. Okay, cool. So that's going to be uh, it for us today. You guys take care of yourselves. Uh, don't freak out too much. I want to recommend a couple of podcasts. You guys, if you haven't l- been listening to these podcasts, you probably already know about them. Uh, Slow Burn. It's about the uh, the whole Nixon scandal uh, covering the the span of the two years that led up to Nixon. Bad news for you guys thinking that all this stuff is going to happen first. Um, it, it is a slow burn. We're only in we're we just got through year one of Trump. Exactly. So, so and, and here's what's shocking about those these people are saying, well, they're not the same thing. Well, 
Oddly enough, there's a lot of things that happened with uh, the whole Nixon deal and all of the stories that surrounded it that do mirror today. So everything old is new again. So what's calming to me about slow burn is it kind of calms me down and goes, oh, we've been up to this uh, nonsense and bullshit before, uh, while also being highly uncomfortable that this is even happening in the first place. But it makes me drink less. So slow burn. And it's just, uh, it's fascinating and it happened, and it's crazy. The other podcast I want to highly recommend is Atlanta Monster. Um, it is, I think they're now, they're coming up on, they're going to be doing their seventh episode soon, but get caught up on that. It's about the Atlanta child uh, murders. This happened when I was a kid. Uh, I might have been, I was probably around 15 when this happened in the 70s. And I was in Alabama. My cousins lived in Atlanta, and this kind of changed all of our lives at the time, you know. Uh, kids just started missing black males, but still you were, you didn't know what was out there and what was taking kids off the streets. And this is a time when we were told you don't come home until the lights are on in the house. You know what I mean? And you would go to the grocery store or the corner store for your pop and get cigarettes at like 10 o'clock at night by yourself, you know? So we saw kind of a, an innocence die then in literally 29 kids and, and young men were murdered and I got my theories about who I think uh, Wayne Williams is but you should listen to it and, and uh, figure it out for yourself third podcast I'm going to always recommend is Criminal one of my favorite uh, podcasts that's done out there I love Criminal they they kind of cover all kinds of different stories I'm not a big true crime person it may seem like I am I don't like I said before like to be entertained by people's misery and death and, and all of that stuff I don't find that fascinating what I find fascinating about Criminal is they do take uh, stories about crime and really talk about all aspects of them. And in some cases, how people have been set free because we know that a lot of people who are incarcerated are there uh, for no reason whatsoever. So the show addresses a lot of that stuff. It's not a political show. It just kind of talks about our world. Do you have any recommendations? Um, if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, don't bother. Oh, Whoa, snap. Yeah, we saw that last night. Yeah. It was pretty I, lame. I think it depends on who you are. A lot of people loved Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, and I'm trying to figure out why. I just found it to be like, does she have to have a shopping spree? Does she have to have a shopping montage? You know, there was a lot about it. I was like, really? I don't know. I loved uh, Gal Gadot. Yeah. I love Pine. I love me some Robin Wright, you know, as an Amazon, and I love Connie Nielsen, you know, in those roles. And all the, you know. And David Thewlis, always delightful. Yeah. It was a wonderful cast. It, and, and, you know, they didn't let down all the action stuff. But I thought, you know, I really thought it was going to be. Um, it's just kind of hard to watch Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool. And, and I know, guys, don't come for me DC and Marvel fans. I am not a Marvel DC nerd. I appreciate and respect and love. All of those things. I don't pick one over the other. But people made such a big deal about Wonder Woman. I thought it was breaking the mold. Yeah. It did we, not. That's what we thought. It was breaking the mold. It did not. I mean, I kind of came away from it going, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to sleep, to be honest, a little bit. I mean, I didn't like nod completely off, but my, my head was bobbing. It's like I have the same expectation of, you know, like 
I expect a lot from Black Panther. Yeah. And I expected a lot from Wonder Woman. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, um, your your CG and your, your all that. There's yeah. The, a substance to a story. I think it was written by a bunch of white dudes who wanted us to see them as them writing some empowered superhero thing. It was just, I don't know. It felt like it was kind of, uh, it had good intentions, I reckon. And I don't need like a feminist Wonder Wonder Woman has always been some sort of like feminist thing. Um, and I know there was a controversy about this film and I know Patty Jenkins, I don't know what she was up against. Um, it's just, just a whole lot of meh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't, you know. Yeah, that's why I'm not I was... an expert in these uh, superhero movies. No. I don't I can't watch them in the first place because the scripts are like some of the worst shit ever. Run, they're trying to be clever, and I'm like, I don't know, can you guys get like some of these really funny guys to come in and like beef this up or make it sharp or I don't know. That's why Guardians works for me. That's why Deadpool works for me, you know. That's why it's it's not everything has to be a quip. But I felt like this movie that we saw last night that we waited for for so long was made in like 2001. With like yeah. super good CGI. Yeah. See, that's that's like that's to, to good. watch yeah. that movie in 2018 is like That's a good description. What? Me. What have you guys been doing over there? So, yeah, I wasn't Mm-mm. I love the character. Yeah. I love the way she is. I love the action scenes, you know, all throughout. I mean, hey, I love me some action scenes. But if there's no story holding it up, I just would watch I'd rather watch the clips of the Amazonians fighting like the the Nazi dudes. I'm sorry, the Germans. They weren't Nazis yet. I mean, I'd rather watch just the clips of that. Um, and I felt like we had a really good villain character, like the lady with the, the face was all kind of burnt off and shit. Mm-hmm. I felt like we had a really good um, chance with Dr. Mara or whatever, Maru, to have a great moment with her. And we literally don't spend any time with this villain. And we make it all about the David Thewlis character as Ares fighting against um, Wonder Woman. Whereas I wanted to know something about, I mean, of course, maybe we've introduced Maru because she got away. And we're going to see this Huffle off in the future with her cracked face. And we're going to learn about her tragic making of, you know. And it is an origin first film. I get it. First origin story films are not normally the best ones. Because you got to get a lot of stuff done. I just feel like they're, somebody needs to reinvent them. Because they're clunky and I'm just like, can I just read this? You know, like on the screen, like Star Wars, <laughs> you know, and not just, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we thought. I'm not of, hating on anybody. I just, I guess I'm just, it feels like I'm all worked up. I just, I'm really not. No. It did, I couldn't even it hold was, the film it was in just, my mind. It was disappointing. It's like, you know, when you go to the the restaurant that mm. you kind of wanted to try out it's for a while. It's got the five stars. And you, sh- you show up and it's just dog and shit. And it's just Bullshit. And then you're questioning your friends who yeah. recommended this place. Like, what are you eating Alpo at your house? You know, what y'all eating over there? <laughs> this is nasty. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I'm glad I would have been, I think I would have been really irritated if I had gone to pay for this in the movie theater. If we sat in the movie theater. I'd be mad. I would be mad. I'd be very mad. That I wasted my. Yeah. 
time. And I'd be even more mad if there was somebody in the theater messing up my already terrible time. And this one, I, don't, I probably wouldn't have cared. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, check your phone. I don't care. This is really <laughs> happening right now. I mean, that's, that's what my sort of take on the Oscars is. It's like, I, I, I finally get around to seeing these films so much after the hype. I don't fall for the hype. I see the billboards around town, blah, blah, blah. And like with The Shape of Water, I'll, I'll eventually get around to seeing that film and I'll, you know, I'll make up my mind then. Uh, but so often I get around to these Oscar films outside of the hype when it all dies down to see it for what it really is. And you're like, ooh, really? What else was out there? And then you start looking at the uh, the other films that were out there at the same time. And that I'm didn't like, even get, it's like yeah. what were you guys? What the? Yeah. F-? So that's why I think it's all political. Yeah. Um, there's something going on behind that because there's there's a lot of stuff out there. You go, y'all didn't even look at this. And then like you then you champion stuff like. Moonlight and go, that was a really cool, awesome story. It was quiet and it got something done. And then now, the, when I finally got around to watching La La Land, I was like, what? What are you guys talking about? I don't I even... still haven't seen that one. Oh, you'd be mad. I went to the theater to see that one. I know. One. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No, thank you. Um... I've tried to say goodbye five times. I can't let you guys go. I can't quit you. Uh, I am going to say goodbye right now because I I have to go pee. Uh, You guys have a lovely day, as we said. Take care of yourselves, as we said. Try not to freak too much out. Or uh, carry on if you're calm. And uh, I don't know. Go out and smell. Go get some good food somewhere. Get some good food. Stay safe if it's frozen outside. You know, if it's bad weather where you are. Uh, I hope you're... uh, Inside with a warm, cozy fire and a book. All right? All right. Peace, guys. Peace.